right, hello, Idiots on Parade, the Too Ugly for TV podcast. Hi, Jake. How's it going? And with us always is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Jesus, you got anything to say? Wait, is he here for real? Uh, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be everywhere, but as always, he didn't say anything. He's just quiet. I just figured we'd had a, such a run of guests that uh, it literally just popped into my head as I was saying it, that, that I would uh, say that we had another guest on. Because it's it's just you and I today, which is the way it's always been. But we've had a string of guests. that have That's been true, fun. man. We have had a long string of guests. Yeah, fun guests, uh, yeah. illuminating guests, enlightening guests, but it's just us today. I do want to... Uh, point out a couple things. Uh, First, a shout out to astute listener Maureen, who has uh, messaged me twice saying she's heard you uh, a couple times on uh, SiriusXM over there, that you've been popping up on talk shows. Or one, uh, she heard you live and then on a replay of a different episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's um, every now and then when I'm doing boards, depending on the shows, usually I just do the boards, but sometimes they'll... uh... Uh, yeah, they'll ask me a quick question, you know. I'm not on there much, but uh, I've been doing the uh, the Jenny Hutch show this week, so that's been that's been good. So give uh, give her show a listen if you want to hear Jake for one second in the background. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, listen it's, it's to an hour, show, and maybe you'll hear, let's, uh, Jake, what do you think? I think it's good. All right, let's uh, stop talking to Jake. You know, like, so if you want to hear, is that, are those about the exchanges, literally? Well, like, yeah, because a... well, she'll have a lot of guests and stuff, you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's 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 quick, you know. That's cool. It's usually just a quick shout out, like at the beginning or the end of the episode or something, you know. Did uh, get one uh, more private message I want to acknowledge, and that has it's more personal than anything. Uh, I don't think I told you, Jake. I don't think I told anybody. It just sort of fell apart. Not fell apart, but uh, we're not moving. We're not selling our house. We kept it on the market for a couple months. Uh, we had people looking at it, and as it got to fall, it's like, do we really want to move in November or December if the house sells? And then the more we looked at it, I personally, and I'm not going to fight my wife with this, when she said she wanted to buy the new house, I'm like, whatever. But the longer it went down, the more I realized we walked through that house once and she said, I want to buy it. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I I never really looked at it. I was just sort of like doing what she wanted to do. And I don't care. I'll always do that because it's just a house. But uh, it didn't sell. So we're not moving. Uh, People are asking like, hey, did you move already? Uh, A couple messages I got. Not moving. Uh, house is off the market, so you cannot come by my house. Uh, you should have done it when I talked about moving, but uh, not moving. If well, you I'm remember, glad, I'm glad you told me that because I had like six, seven people private message me this morning asking about it. You know, and <laughs> I they're going to be disappointed. You know, I mean, okay, four of them were Nigerian princes, so I think you, you know what I mean. The four of them, I think, were bullshit, but um, the other the other ones, I, I think, I think might have been interested. One uh, final item of note that, uh, just for the listeners, I haven't done it yet, so I'm a little surprised. Um, I I thought I was going to have to apologize for sniffling as the podcast started. Um, A new Trader Joe's just opened here in town. Do you know what Trader Joe's is, Jake? Yeah, yeah, we have those here. Okay, yeah, I I attended those. I, I visited those, purchased their grocery store chain, and I visited them in Los Angeles. One just opened here, so I was like, oh, yeah, I'll go check it out. And I bought a, uh, a an Indian food meal and just ate it, and it was goddamn delicious and spicy. So the instant I was finished, I noticed my nose was running because of all the spice, and so I thought I'd be apologizing for sniffling every two seconds, but maybe I'm drying up right now. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I love spicy food, but I, I, I get heartburn real bad, so I, I, I tend to... I, I only do it if I if it's a day where I, I don't have a lot going on and I can I, I can just kind of not not move around a whole lot not uh, 
not not have those acids pop up and ruin the rest of my day. Ah, yeah, it's got a. I'm lucky in that I can take spicy food and it doesn't really affect. I'll sweat, you know, like my face will turn red, but ten minutes later I'm usually good. So I, I got off lucky. All right, Jake. Um, what do you want to talk about? I have a couple things in my back pocket I can talk about. Do you? I'll, I'll let you go first if you have anything you want to bring up. Yeah, I. Uh, I don't know if you, I'm sure. I'm sure you've been following because it it's all over the news. But that, the Harvey Weinstein thing, man. Have, have Have you been following that? I have been following it too much because, as I just mentioned a minute ago with Trader Joe's, I lived in Los Angeles for six years. I worked in alongside the movie industry very very quickly what i did is i was called site representation and the company i worked for would represent your home your office building your location so if the movie studio or television crew they didn't want to build uh inside a soundstage something that looked like an office they would actually just go to an office building and rent a floor and film there for a day it kept them it gave it a very realistic look and not a studio look then i was the liaison i would go to the property while they shot the, the movie and say yes you can do this no we prefer you don't touch that so having been in the movie industry i've been following this case probably too much because to me it's one of those things like when the catholic church got finally outed for fucking little boys it was like really it took this long to get that out there so to me this yeah. was the least surprising update of all time I have a couple tangential thoughts to it, but you you brought it up, so you start. Yeah, no, I I was just kind of surprised by I, I guess not not just the level of um, fame of of his victims, you know, because normally you hear about this kind of thing and it's like interns. This was like the Oscar winners coming forward and and and, and being like, yeah, the guy would take his clothes off and try to tackle us and it's just like what what the fuck but also well to be fair they they were all 17 18 19 20 and not oscar winners at the time right now, okay it's interesting yeah. that they didn't it's interesting that this still took so long to come out in the fact that the instant they got power like angelina jolie said i just refused to work for him so they they stood some of them sure. stood their ground in certain ways but it is interesting that it did take this long for them all to because it's like the Bill Cosby thing. Once the floodgates open, everybody's got a story. Right. And I believe all of them. I believe every single story. I don't believe a single person is lying. Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, uh, and especially the, that, that shit with the plant, man. Like, I yeah. guess the, the thing that shocks me the most about it is not that well, there's... Well, uh, pause for one guys. second. Tell, if yeah. anybody hasn't heard that story, tell, tell the plant story. Well, I know what you're talking about. Apparently there was uh, was it wasn't it a, a reporter. I believe it was a reporter, and yeah. he got her cornered in a restaurant in a hallway. Uh, they went to look at the kitchen, and then there was a hallway. Yeah, he told he told the uh, there there was a couple waiters that were still down there, kind of at the end of their shift, like the restaurant was closing. He told them to get out. He tried to like come on to her. Uh, she wasn't really having it, so he just whipped out his dick and started masturbating, and then came in a plant that was in the corner. And that, that's the kind and of And then zipped where, up and said, all right, let's go upstairs. Yeah, yeah. Just kind of went back to the rest of, you know, just went back and waited for dessert, I guess. But um, I, I, I'm shocked that it took this long to catch this guy because he's not like a Bill Cosby. You know, I mean, I get that, yeah, fame and power had a lot to do with both those cases. But Bill Cosby was, like, I, I kind of get compared to this guy why it took bill cosby so long to get caught and why it, he was he was methodical he was careful his whole thing was like i'm gonna plan each one out 
I'm going to get the pills. They're going to be drugged. They won't remember it. I'm going to make sure my wife is at a Broadway show she's been wanting to see for a while. You know, he made sure there was no witnesses where this guy was just all impulse. He was just like, hey, I like that reporter. She looks good. What's your name? Hey, well, let's go to the basement. Waiters, get out. Um, let's bang. You don't want to bang? Okay, I guess I'll... Oh, I got to jack off. I need an orgasm now. Feel free to jump in anytime. It could help your career. Hey, a plant. And Weinstein. And that was his whole... <laughs> and you're like, what I wonder if that was his sti- sign-off. And Weinstein. Weinstein. I'd like to think he yells at every time he comes while committing a sex crime. Weinstein. Do you know who I am? You know? I wonder if he did that with his wife. Uh, Weinstein. You know, like just every time. Not just sex crimes. Like, well, then again, did you see his wife? His wife is, is 20-some years younger than him. And she's leaving him now yeah. because... It surfaced that he, you know, didn't stop doing this when they got married. Right. But it's 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 the ultimate trophy wife. Where you the, and the and the the speed with which she said I'm leaving you just shows that it was nothing more than oh he's rich I'll I'll marry him for money and yeah. then now she's got her out that she probably has wanted for years. But you guys like that? There's so impulsive and, and even though, even though she was a trophy wife, do you think when he yelled Weinstein with her, it over the years it became less enthusiastic? You know what I mean? It went from <laughs> Weinstein to like. Uh, Weinstein, you know what I mean? Eventually, just <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> He's just, you know, it gets, it gets more casual. It gets, it gets more, rote. Uh, you know, it, you know, you know your partner. It's not as exciting. It's not, yeah. it's, you know, the butterflies are gone. You're just sort of doing it. Yeah, you're just stating Weinstein as opposed to yelling Weinstein. <laughs> right. Well, my, I, I, uh, um. It's it's made Kate Beckinsdale hit the news today, um, and and said that he pulled his shit with her when she was 17 years old, um, and that she she said I remain unscathed. I got out of there. I said no, and I left. And uh, uh, good for her for for getting out. Unfortunate for any woman that didn't. Um, and even though they were all scarred, even women that you know turned him down. But uh, where was I going with this? Nowhere. I one thing I don't like about what's going on is now anybody that's ever talked to him is immediately suspect and being accused there. They're going after like everyone. Uh, Matt Damon is being dragged through the press because he didn't condemn Weinstein sooner. And he issued, they they said he tried to bury his story. There was a reporter that said, I had the dirt on Weinstein years ago. And uh, the reporter's not saying this, but other people are saying, well, Matt Damon squashed that story. And Matt Damon released a statement saying, Harvey called me and said, hey, would you just call uh, call this guy? He's going to do a hit piece on a producer of a film. It wasn't even about Weinstein himself. He said, just uh, tell your experience with this guy while you were filming The Talented Mr. Ripley. So Damon said, I called him. We talked for like one minute. I said, yeah, he was a fine guy, whatever. I don't know anything else about him. And that didn't make the story. And now people are trying to say, oh, Damon's, uh, you know, covering up for Weinstein. And he's like, just because you have talked to someone doesn't mean you know all their deep, dark secrets. And I'm sure that there were people on the board. I'm sure there are others that did know. But not everyone is going to know. And it's it's become a witch hunt now. And any everything is guilt by association. And that's, that's kind of shitty. And I don't like that aspect of it. Harvey's guilty. There will be guilty parties that covered it up. But... I wouldn't accuse everybody from the get-go. Yeah, I mean, Matt Pro, Matt, Matt Damon's a, kind of a high-profile name, and so I think maybe people are wanting to link it to him more for that. But I, I, if, if there's anybody that was going to be covering it up, it would have been the other producers and shit. You know, n- not the actors. I mean, well, yeah, it's and gonna his, be, It's going to be the producers. 
and several of his board members right. resigned immediately. They were the ones that knew, you know, the big thing is that Rose McGowan got a $100,000 payout to stay quiet. So anybody that had to sign off on that, like, hey, why are we giving her $100,000? Don't ask. That's not going to happen. Why are we giving her $100,000? Oh, well, that means they knew then. They, they knew why the company was cutting her a $100,000 check. We need a $100,000 check. Code Dirty Bird. Code Dirty Bird. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. No, I mean, I... Yeah, I, I don't know why his... I, I guess business partners, you know, like co-producers, the board members, stuff like that, weren't jumping in sooner. And I, I don't I don't even mean from a moral standpoint even like like push all that aside push aside the fact that it's wrong that he's out there doing this um just on a basic business level ain't you worried like hey harvey you're gonna fuck up the movie with this because i i mean it wasn't like, like i said before if 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 bill cosby and this guy were both serial killers bill cosby would have been like hannibal lecter and Harvey Weinstein would be like a man uh, armed with a machete in a tutu running through Times Square, slashing people, yelling, <laughs> I'm Harvey Weinstein. Do you know who I am? I'll hurt you in this business. And and, and it's just like, dude, you're going to get caught with it. Like, it was pure impulse. I mean, there's no way he planned out that plant shit. It's no, it's no way that was planned at all. There's no way he was going... Um, Listen, move that ficus plant in the corner there before the dinner. Like, don't ask what it's for, all right? I like orchids. Like, there, there's there's no fucking way. Like, Even worse. Even worse, because they were in a hallway. Hey, the, that plant that's uh, right there in the dining room that, that makes the dining room look nice, take that downstairs and put it in the back corner of a dark hallway. That's where I need it. Like, yeah, yeah. Right, next, right next to the jar of a thousand brown M&Ms. Yeah, it, it, there's, there's no fucking way playing this out. I mean, he's so impulsive that uh, you got to be thinking but it's it's not just a few whispers from oh i had a drink and i don't remember much and i, I mean that's a lot harder to I, I i guess verify than yeah dude whipped his dick out and came in a plant while i was sober it was the goddamnedest thing i've ever seen like that if he's doing shit like that i mean there's no way it's it's like the term where there's smoke there's fire if you're jerking off into plants in front of reporters you just met, you're not having a normal rest of your day. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit like that's going on all the time. And so these stories got to be getting to these people. And Archie's sitting there thinking, like, listen, we have, like, hundreds of millions of dollars riding on these things. Get yourself into a goddamn 12-step program. Find Jesus. Find Buddha. Find whoever you need to find. Because you're acting like a crazy man and you're gonna you're gonna completely fuck these movies up and we got a lot of money in this man i mean outside of it being wrong yes of course the, the worst thing about it is that he's victimizing people he's hurting people but as his business partner and friend or whatever wouldn't you be concerned for your friend because it's not like you start with whacking off in plants like this has been escalating for a long time it's not like he was doing this on his way to the top you can't you can't get away with this shit unless you're Harvey Weinstein, the mega producer. So aren't you starting to kind of notice this come on? And, and aren't you wanting to, I, I don't know, like talk to him or do something? I mean, how, how do you just let this slide and think this isn't going to be a problem at some point? I guess this is what, what shocked me the most about the whole thing. Well, I understand it from the, the women's point of view because they are the ones victimized and he has all the power. Even back in the day with, you know, we're going back to Pulp Fiction he was he was producing so he's been 
powerful for a long time and you know they speak out and their careers are over i agree with you that the, the partners should have been the ones like even if they are as amoral bolt pieces of shit hollywood producers that we make them out to be like you said even without morals they should be worried about the bottom line right um that's why you have to credit brad pitt in all of this uh, have you read the brad pitt story yeah yeah he basically went up to him and Told him to put stay a finger on him. Gwyneth just Altrum, yeah, right? and this was before Brad Pitt was Brad Pitt. This was when yeah. oh, Brad Pitt could become someone. So like it, he really and so so kudos to Brad Pitt for being like one of the only guys that is on record as having, you know, had the balls to not say something like oh Gwyneth, well he's a really powerful guy. It's it's good you got out of there, but let's not talk about this again. No, he went out and well that goes to show that everyone knew the Brad Pitt story, and you know. It, it's not a one-off, you know, like, oh, he, he got this wait actress, I almost said waitress, he got this actress in a hotel room in a bathrobe, where he was in a bathrobe to talk to her. He probably just did that the one time, and she was uncomfortable because she was dating Brad Pitt. Other actresses, they just roll with it. No, it's, it's out there, and it's disgusting, and it's sad that that's, it's, it was covered up due to money and power and fear. But it all comes to light eventually, and I think... What I'm waiting for now is, I, I hate, again, going back to hypocrisy, the Fox News and the right-wing pundits that are saying, oh, look at him, he donated to Democrats, he donated to Democrats, how do you feel now, Democrats? And most of the Democrats I've read, the politicians are donating, like if Harvey donated $1,000 to their campaign, they're donating it to a women's shelter or some other sex abuse uh, cause, whereas Fox News has never once done shit about all the accusations against Trump and that's what I'm waiting for now that he's in the presidency all the there were like what 11 women that talked about being groped or attacked by Trump before the election and they've all disappeared I don't mean disappeared from the face of the earth I mean their 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 lawsuits or their their voice has disappeared and I hope they come back around someday and maybe it has to be when he's out of office but I think we're going to hear some shit about him again the time is right to me, but when the time is ultimately right, when when yeah, there's... I mean, I feel like a lot of those we just kind of heard a little bit after the pussy grabbing tape, and none of them really went that public with it. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like like nothing. It's it's kind of unverified at this point. So who who knows what really happened there? Um, but yeah, I, I I think it does it does sort of if anything it. it paints Hollywood out to be pretty hypocritical when it comes to that shit because everybody in Hollywood loved right after that that pussy grabbing tape came out with Trump going I cannot believe this guy is degrading women like this it's like really Hollywood really yeah <laughs> that never happens anywhere in Hollywood I mean so it yeah it kind of it kind of points out the hypocrisies of Hollywood as far as taking donations from the guy I mean they'll yeah there's certain shady people where you you know, it looks bad if you're taking campaign dono donations from like a, I, I I don't know Vladimir Putin or, or Saudi Arabia or something. Like I, I get where like certain campaign donations donations would look really bad, but it's not like that campaign donation coming from this guy would have came with like a note attached talking about the plant thing. You know? Right, right, right. Um. I want the, the topic I had was Trump, and I didn't mean to accidentally segue into him, but I want I will anyway. I want to um, the shot in the dark. I don't suppose you 
listened to, I listened to the podcast. I don't watch the show uh, 60 Minutes this past weekend or watched 60 Minutes, the program. I, I, I No, I didn't see it this last week. Okay. Uh, they had Trump's um, computer internet guru on. And this guy, he spelled it all out. And it, it was interesting how honest he was because he was just answering questions just as plainly as you and I are talking right now. Yeah. And as I was listening, I was thinking, Jesus, goddamn Christ, if I was this guy, I wouldn't say a fucking word. Because he said, we're already working on the 2020 campaign. And he basically, maybe he's that cocky and he thinks Democrats won't get their shit together. But listening to him gave me hope. He talked about how Trump won the election through, and, and I've been hearing stories like this and I've read a couple of them, but he made it so crystal clear as being Trump's guy who got him elected, it was done through micro-targeting. He bought ads on Facebook. So while, where Hillary Clinton was putting ads on television and just, you know, wide swaths of vote for Hillary, he yeah. was he was finding out personal information on Facebook. He, he, he said, Facebook has departments for politics where they have a Republican department and a, and a Democrat department. And, and Facebook offered the Hillary Clinton campaign their services. And the Hillary Clinton campaign said, no, nah, we got this. And really? the Trump campaign, yeah, the Trump campaign said, no, we'll take your help. So they would go through all the, you know, the big data we hear about uh, when you click on this ad, when you click on that, what you respond yeah. to. And they found these small rural communities, 1,500 people in the middle of nowhere, and just targeted them with exactly what they wanted to hear. People that might not have liked Trump, that might not have liked Hillary, might not have voted at all, but it kept popping up on their computer, here's why you need to vote for Trump. And it was targeted, and these, these and micro-targeting is finding out all the specifics about one person. So you're basically, instead of a Hillary Clinton-style sure. ad on television that's meant to appeal to everybody, this thing has colors. They would test, will you push a green button or a blue button? Do you like the words donate now or contribute? I mean, they, 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 they oh, wow. nailed it. And so when you talk about these small, small margins that they won by in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan... That's where they came from. Now, I do believe it's hand-in-hand hand with the, face, uh, the, the Russian ties where Russia was taking out fake news stories and targeting the same people. So on the one hand, you have the Trump campaign saying, vote for us, here's why. And on the other hand, you have the Russia campaign saying, don't vote for Hillary, she runs a sex slave uh, trade in a pizza shop. And you have just enough dumb people to push the election over the top. Yeah, but was... come on, man. You're, 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 you're ignoring the massive amount of people on the left that just didn't vote. Less people No, I'm not ignoring Trump No, I am. I, I'm not ignoring them. I'm saying this is how he snuck it in with a squeaker. Sure. Because you talk about sure. how it was 20,000 people here, 70,000 people here. So that, that's what I'm saying is my hope is... Um, like because last time Phil and I were saying I could see Trump winning again, and I still can. But knowing this, you get a Democrat that doesn't ignore sects of voters, that actually gets the message out, and now knowing how to do it micro-targeting, I think it could be a challenge again in 2020. I don't look at it as a Trump rollover, which is where I was a week ago. Now I understand how he did it. And again, you get those people that did not vote, and that turns the tide. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, because there's, there's a reason that it usually goes from Democrat to Republican after eight years. And that's because at the beginning of that eight-year period when the other party's been in power for eight years, you got one party saying, uh, the reason everything that's wrong is wrong is because that last party was in power. 
if we get elected, we're going to fix everything. So, it, it, you know, the no, I get that. Changed. I get that. You know, but then after eight years, it's just like, well, you know, everything's not perfect. So they they get kind of jaded and they're kind of disillusioned and they're like, fuck it. I, I, I don't feel like one side's that different than the other. All this stuff was going to happen that didn't happen. I'm just going to stay home. And then in, in the middle of the election, you basically got those same people that were jacked still coming out or in the middle of the term, I should say, like after four years, you know, when, when, when they're up for re-election. They're still coming out because they're like, well, they're trying to get done what they said they were going to get done. It's just that they've been being blocked in Congress and the Senate by this evil other party. And we got to make sure that our guy who's going to do the things we want to do can, can get it done. So we got to come out. And so, I yeah, I, I think there's a real good chance he's going to win again. That being said... There's nothing normal about this president. <laughs> so, I yeah, I, I well, think... I, I think that him not being normal helped him win in that... Um, you, you, we have said in the past that any decent politician would have crushed Hillary, and he only won in a squeaker. And I'm not so sure about that anymore, because I'm going to use your words against you. Anybody that's paying attention, been paying attention for the last eight years knows that Obama got accomplished what he got accomplished, despite the fact he was fighting a hostile Republican-controlled Senate and Congress uh, majority the entire time. So for the Republicans to turn around and say, oh, we'll get shit done now because, you know, the Democrats were ruining everything. No, the Republicans acted as obstructionists the entire time, so they can't turn around and say, they'll, you know, oh, it was the Democrats because it was them. The only people that are going to buy that are stupid people. And the best part is now that they have the, the presidency, the, you know, because people voted for Trump because they said he's just going to blow shit up. Um, so they couldn't have run on a tradition of, you know, like, oh, we're going to do things right. Well, you've been in power. Well, now they do have a Republican in power, even if he's a non-traditional one. And by non-traditional, I mean asshole. Um, they, they have everything and they haven't been able to pass shit. They've been infighting, which I think is kind of neat and fun to watch. Yeah, it, it is. But... People still absolutely had that feeling of, oh, we want to undo what Obama did, especially with the Affordable Care Act, man. I've screened for those right-wing shows, and the thing that gets them calling up week after week— now, granted, if there's certain hot-button issues, if, you, you know, like Trump uh, tweeting the shit about the NFL players kneeling, okay, if it's right after that, they're all going to call about that. But the thing that gets them every time, Colin, when you mention it, is the health insurance thing. They really hate the Affordable Care Act— and so, yeah, there was definitely a lot of that in the in the campaign. I'm going to repeal Obamacare. I'm going to repeal Obamacare. And so, yeah, there absolutely was was the feeling of everything that's wrong is this guy's fault, and and we're going to fix it. In fact, he even I would say he took it one step further, where he was like, I'm going to drain the swamp. It's not just Obama. It's all these career politicians. I mean, that's how he was basically able to go in and beat all the Republicans. Who, I mean, none of the, um, you, you know, mainstream Republicans wanted this guy in any way, shape, or form early on in the campaign. Fuck, they still don't now, you know? And yeah. so he was able, I, th I think if anything, he was able to kind of double down on that and be like, it's not just Obama, it's um, all of these mainstream Republicans who might as well be Obama and all these, as, 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 Alex Jones and his weird little following through that little channel is um, would, would say the deep state agents. Oh, the deep state agents who are you know in cohorts with uh, 
crooked Hillary and Barack Hussein, you know, and, and so he he really is going hard with this shit, and he's still basically um, saying that the reason he can't get done what he wants to get done is because of the left, sure, but then because of the right that he doesn't like. So it's kind of weird. I think it's I hear the that message, really. No, I, I get that. Uh, the only problem I have with it is before he was elected, he said at one of his big rallies in an arena full of people, like, or maybe it was right after he was elected. I can't remember, but The Daily Show did a segment on it. Maybe it was after he elect, was elected uh, when he started putting Goldman Sachs and you know more corrupt people into office. He, he was on a podium in, in an arena full of people saying, ah, oh, drain the swap. Did you like that? I, I just came up with that off the top of my head. You know, like I, I didn't think it was going to catch on, but yeah, go ahead, drain the swamp. I don't care. But he never meant it. I mean, he admitted oh, yeah. verbally, I don't, I'm not going to drain the swamp. It was just something to get people riled up and vote for me, but he didn't mean it. So I, I, my default is to say that anyone that voted for him was stupid because he told you all along what he was about. Well, yeah, all right. he also had no experience in office, and he's fucking being sued by all of his own workers and investments and, sh and investors and shit. It's like, yeah, I mean, why would you think that this guy was going to do anything, he said? Even the, the crooked Hillary, the people that, the, the, the lady that they all hated, he donated to her campaign in 2008. This guy doesn't mean anything, he says. Like, it's, it, yeah. he's, he's all over the fucking place, man. But I, to... In Hillary's defense of not doing the Facebook ads and all that, like, I, yeah, she should have been looking into newer, more innovative forms of, of campaigning and advertising, but I sort of get why she might have felt like she had this one in the bag. I thought she had it in the bag. This guy's oh, I, I, insane, I agree too. You know? they, they 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 got outsmarted by the Trump campaign. I'm not denying that. I, uh, yeah, I, I want to go back a total to like tortoise in the hair kind of thing. Yeah, I want to go back two seconds to what you said. Uh, you, ha I, I, from everything I have read, every statistic, every poll, every survey, uh, the people that call your shows and that are pissed about healthcare is a slim minority. Uh, now that people have ACA, they love it. Like they, they didn't like the idea of it. They, they, you know, wanted to, you know, they spoke out against it. They, oh, big government, all this. Now that is implemented. People are really coming forward and saying, holy shit, this is great. Don't change it. Which is why we saw all those protests over the summer when, when the Republicans were trying to repeal it. Is So you still get angry callers, but now that people well, yeah, have health care, they realize, oh, it's good. Man. Well, that that's in they, they, the, the studies that really talk about health insurance show that the costs are going up at a less dramatic rate than they have in the past. So it's not the ACA. And then the meme I always like is when you look at, you know, the heads of the CEOs who are making 40, 50, 60 million dollars a year. And you're like, oh, but it's the, you know, Obamacare is causing the rates to go up. And something needs to be done. I We've got to go single payer at some well, point. Yeah, but but... No, I, I think I think single payer is the answer because, look, that, that was bound to happen with the Affordable Care Act. I mean, it was it was I mean, yeah, they were originally talking about single payer, but they kind of had to pass this to negotiate. But that that whole thing where you're like, there's all these people who don't have health insurance. We need to figure out a way to get them health insurance. Ah, we'll make everybody buy health insurance. When would health insurance companies ever drive up the costs, you drive down the quality? That's not something they would do. 
they're like humanitarians in suits. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. It's like no, they're yes. gonna they're gonna fuck us over, man. That's what they've been doing. Like that's why health insurance costs so much in this country. That's why healthcare costs so much. Like you're not really gonna fix the healthcare system in this country if if you don't uh, lower the costs. If you don't. Uh, drive down the like put some kind of cap for what doctors can charge for certain things and then also figure out a way to get that insurance for doctors down as well like doctors insurance is through the fucking roof because yeah just you know crazy lawsuits and just whatever the hell else you know liability whatever i mean those those two things just the the, the rocketing costs of the, the the medicine and the equipment itself and then the cost of the doctor's insurance if you don't fucking get those two things down it doesn't matter whether we go single payer whether we keep it the affordable care act whether we just get rid of it and go back to uh, everybody for himself hope hope your job takes care of you if they're charging us a hundred dollars for an aspirin it doesn't matter how we decide to pay for that aspirin we're fucked you know I agree, and I do. We're we got to wrap it up. Um, we're running long for us, but I, I you said something that made me think of a, an argument people always say, like, "Oh, well, if you don't allow doctors to be rich and wealthy or insurance companies, if you don't allow the CEOs to make as much money as they can, this is a profit system. The talent will go somewhere else." They always say that about you know the the top of the organization. If we don't throw all the money in the world at them, the talent will go somewhere else. This is healthcare. Where the fuck are they going to go? Socialized Europe, socialized Canada, India, China. I don't think we have to worry about creating single payer and then losing a bunch of doctors or health insurance CEOs because they're so talented they'll go somewhere else. No, we have the only enormous fucked system in the world. Well, but so. the CEO's money is not where that that's all going you know what i'm saying like that's that's not no no i'm just so saying expensive. as far as, as saying we, we lose talent when we don't yeah. pay you know doctors as much as possible hospitals as much as po we're still going to have people which means we're still going to need health care which means people are still going to be interested in being healthcare managers doctors ceos whatever it is it, you can't say that the talent will go elsewhere in the healthcare field because they can't retreat to like the, the whole thing about corporate taxes. Oh, they'll just take the corporation offshore. They'll outsource jobs or whatever. You're not going to get a, a health insurance some guy or a doctor saying, well, America went single payer. I'm going to take my surgery skills to India or Europe. That's not the way it works. They already have healthcare systems in place. We don't. Well, yeah. I mean, I... I, I, I see what you're saying, and, and I, but I do think there is some truth to, you, you know, you don't want these guys on, on teacher salaries either, right? But at, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the salary of the doctor and even the CEO for, like, the actual medical companies, that, that's not really what is driving the costs up. It's, it's the cost of the drugs, it's 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 yeah, the yeah, CEO yeah. of the company that makes the drugs and shit, and and it's the cost yeah, no, of the I'm, insurance, yeah. and it's you, you know like those those are the things that really yeah the doctors I I think doctors should be rich you know what I'm saying I I think if you're the yeah. if you run a hospital you you should be rich like but that that's not what's costing the the, the actual consumers the most money it's it's the cost of the actual drugs it's that guys like that Martin Scarelli guy. Deciding, hey, if instead of you know what making this ten dollars a pill, I can make it six thousand dollars a pill or whatever crazy shit he did. There's people doing that constantly in our system, and they were like that. That's why our shit's so expensive. That that's why 
when when they crunch the numbers, they're like, oh, this won't work like it works in Sweden because they Sweden never jacked up the price of their fucking health care like we have in this country. Good, good point. Uh, yeah, so we got to get the drugs in control too. And if they want to say that the CEOs or the drug care will flee the country, okay, fine, let it. Uh, it's a huge market here. Are they really going to say, oh, now we can't sell this pill for $1,000, we only have to sell it for $100, that they're going to not sell it for $100? They will take profit. It's all profit. Nobody wants the the right the pills to be, you know, like... Yeah. Oh, you got to sell it for a penny. No, if if you yeah. have a pill, so like, like the aspirin, like the aspirin that costs two cents. I'm worried about what they can charge. Yeah. yeah. Yep. All right, kids, you got thoughts on this? Uh, let us know if you have thoughts on me not moving. Let us know if you care for some reason that I'm not moving. Let us know. Let us know everything. Uh, write nice things about us on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you listen to us. The Laughable app. Um, you can, you can share our podcast, tell your friends to listen to us, and contact us, jakevevra.com and nathantimmel.com. Thanks for listening. Later.